Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Are you ready for the steak? Today is not an hors d'oeuvre. It's going to be steak. You ready? This is a big subject that I cannot finish in one sermon. I have to do three times. It's such a big subject. I want to explain to you before I start preaching that I have no agenda at all in my heart. No hidden agenda. I'm speaking to you from the Word of God to teach you the truth. Because the truth will set you free. I'm not just telling you the doctrine, but I am doing it too. Since I was a one-year-old Christian, that was in 1982, I started to practice this doctrine in the Bible. And you can see right away that God never failed to keep His promises. So please put the seatbelt on. I don't allow you to walk out. You have to sit here and listen. Father, we thank you, Lord. I admit to you, Lord, that I am a human being, but you are the almighty God, and you are the best teacher. May your Holy Spirit speak to your people, Lord, that it will not be the word that come from the mouth of a man, but will be from the mouth of God. And Lord, your word is like our spiritual food. We don't eat only bread, or noodles or other things, but we want to eat the spiritual food as well. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. First Peter chapter 2, verse 5. You also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. That is from New King James Version. From the Amplified Version, 1 Peter 2.5. Come and like living stones, be yourself built into a spiritual house for a holy, dedicated, consecrated priesthood to offer up those spiritual sacrifices that are acceptable and pleasing to God through Jesus Christ. The Bible says that as born-again Christians, we are like living stones. And God put us and all the believers together in the local church to build a spiritual house of God. The Holy Spirit joined us together. The love of God joined us together. And we are living stones. Yesterday, I heard that there were about three people accept Christ in Kirkland area. We had a big outdoor party and three people accept Christ. When I look at them, I was thinking, wow, new living stone come into the kingdom of God now. But not only that, we are living stone. The Bible says we are also holy, accepted, consecrated, dedicated priesthood. We are the priests of God. We are not just living stone, we are the priests. And we need to understand what the priests were doing in the Old Testament. We don't have the priests like the Old Testament today, but we are all the priests of God. 
In order to understand what the priests in the Old Testament did, we need to study the Bible, and that's why we're going to use the Bible as our guideline. One of the major jobs of the priests in the Old Testament is to be involved in the spiritual offering or the sacrifice, the offering that are acceptable to God. They give offering such as the sin offering, the guilt offering, or the peace offerings. So we're going to learn that we need to learn how to do, how to give the spiritual offering to God in life here. Before I go on, I want to explain something. The Bible has two parts: the Old Testament and the New Testament. We are living in the New Testament. Today is more like a teaching, not preaching. We're living in the New Testament. The Old Testament typifies or is a shadow of the New Testament. Anything in the Old Testament that has not been modified or changed by the New Testament or by the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ, we will continue to practice those truths in the Old Testament, such as the Old Testament say, "Love God with all your heart, with all your soul. Love your neighbor as yourself." Or the Old Testament say, "Please don't steal." We still practice those things because they are not modified by the New Testament. But another command in the Old Testament is to give burnt offering of the bulls and the sheep to God for the payment of sin. Those kind of practices are not done today because that command is modified in the book of Romans and the book of Hebrews by the Lord Jesus Christ's sacrifice. Today, thank God, I hate to see the animal killed now and burn the animal. Jesus. Has been our sacrifice for us, so we don't have to kill animal anymore. So, what is the spiritual sacrifice? What do we sacrifice? What we give offering to God? Definitely, one thing that we need to give offering to God is our whole life. We need to give our life as a spiritual offering to God. When the Bible says spiritual, it means it comes from your heart by faith. Even though you do it in the natural way, a physical way, but it comes from your heart of dedication and faith. The book of Romans, chapter 12, verses 1 to 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I never forgot. In 1985, I knelt down in a bedroom and I say to God, "I give my life to you. You can do anything to me." You tell me to turn right, I'll turn right. I offer my life, whole life, to you. And since that day, I never stopped serving God, no matter what happened. I practice Romans chapter 12, verses 1 to 2. Beside your whole life, you can give others spiritual sacrifice or offering, such as your time, your energy, your talents, your praise and worship. Your material, your thankful heart and words to God, you can give so many things to God 
as a spiritual offering to the Lord. We also give financial offering to the Lord as well. There are many kinds of spiritual offering, many kinds of offering to the Lord. But today, I'm going to talk about one of the offerings. And this offering is recorded in the book of Malachi, chapter 3, verses 6 to 12. I, the Lord, do not change, so you, O descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. Ever since the time of your forefathers, you have turned away from my decrees and have not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you. This Israelite backslid from God. They walk away from God. Says the Lord Almighty. But you ask, how are we to return? Will a man rob God? Yet you rob me. But you ask, how do we rob you? In tithes and offerings, you are under a curse, the whole nation of you, because you are robbing me. When we rob God, we cannot get the blessing. We get the curse. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Everyone say food. Test me in this. Everyone say test me in this. Says the Lord Almighty. And see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have room enough for it. I will prevent pests from devouring your crops and the vines in your fields will not cast their fruit. Say the Lord Almighty. Then all the nations will call you blessed for yours will be a delightful land. Say the Lord Almighty. The Lord say clearly here, test me in this. This is an interesting sentence from God. God said, test me to see that if you give tithes to me, you will be blessed. And I will open the floodgate of heaven and pour so much blessing that you will not have room enough to keep it. That's what happened to me. When I turned to Jesus Christ in 1981, I moved to a small town and I joined a Southern Baptist church. And one day God showed me this scripture. I talked to Pastor Da, should we give tithe? Because I need to make sure my wife agree with me too. And after that day, we decided to give tithe or 10% of our income to the church there, the Baptist church. It's amazing because when I show up in that city as a new doctor, new MD, all the older doctors in the city say, you will fail. You cannot have patients in your clinic because we already have all the patients with us. This is a small town with about 70 doctors. Can you imagine? A lot of competitors. I opened the clinic. After I start tithing, suddenly God brought in a lot of patients to my clinic. My clinic became so popular and my income went up more than 100 times after a few months. And God really keep His promise. God performed miracle after miracle on my patients. Some of them, I could not treat them because it's beyond medical ability to help, but God healed them in my clinic. And they keep telling their friend, came to this clinic, this doctor can pray for you. And they get healed. A lot of people show up because I obey and I test God. 
that when I tithe, God blessed me. So I am excited about this promise, about this test, because I'm a tither since 1982. I tithe. I was a non-paid pastor of this church for 33 years. No pay, no salary, and all those 33 years in this church. Even though I started a church, I tithe to this church all this year. That's why my practice was very successful because God took care of my medical practice. I am a faithful tither. So I'm excited because I tithe and God promised that if I tithe, He will open the floodgate of heaven and pour the blessing on me. Is there a blessing to the tither? Yes. What kind of blessing? The blessing of increase. God say, when you tithe faithfully, I will open the floodgate of heaven and I will pour the blessing on you more than you can even keep. It will be overflowing because you tithe. Not only the blessing of increase, there is also the blessing of protection. Your belongings will not be consumed by the devourers. Your car will not be broken down easily. You will not have to pay unnecessary medical bill. Things will stay instead of broken all the time. And you have to keep spending money on those things. You're going to have the protection from God when you return what belongs to Him. There are destroyers on this earth. Demons, bad people, scam, want money from you. And also... The devil comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. He wants to destroy your health. He wants to destroy your finances, your marriage, your job, your business. He is a destroyer. And the reason he cannot do anything to us because God has special protection on us. How many people want to have special protection from God? I want it. And in order to receive special protection from God, we need to be faithful to God in the area of tithing. And God promises that the destroyer cannot touch us because we tithe to the Lord. Actually, this is a serious subject because one time in the book of Joshua chapter 7, a man named Achan, he cheated God. God told the children of Israel, all this spoil you should not keep. They belong to me. So you should not keep them. You burn and give to the Lord. But the man named Achan, let me read for you. Joshua chapter 7 verse 1. This is why I don't want to play game with God. But the Israelites acted unfaithfully in regard to the devoted thing. So I put a parenthesis there. The meaning of devoted thing. The Hebrew term referred to the irrevocable giving over of things or person to the Lord often by totally destroying them. So God said, this thing belong to me. Don't touch it. Don't keep them with you. Just burn it to give to me. That's what it means in the Hebrew language. Achan, son of Carmi, the son of Simri, and the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, took some of them. He stole from God. He robbed God. So the Lord's anger burned against Israel. What happened if you continue to read the whole chapter of Joshua chapter 7? Joshua sent the children of Israel, I think 3,000 people to fight against Jericho. And they were defeated. And 
Joshua came back and said, "God, what happened? You say you're going to give us victory." And God said, "Ha! In your community, a man robbed me." And God told him who that is. Achan and the whole household, his wife and his kid, came out and found all the things that he robbed God in his tent. You know what happened? The children of Israel stoned him and the whole family to death because a lot of people die. Due to his unfaithfulness, so you see that God take robbing seriously. When God say this is mine, don't touch it, don't touch it. It belongs to God. Yes. Amen? Amen. So you need to understand that if you tie to God, you give ten percent of your income to God, your stuff will not be easily broken. You will not lose money unnecessarily. The more you put God first, the more you seek God first, the less problem you have. Your health will not be destroyed by the enemy. You will be healed. In fact, the Bible talk about the blessing of those who obey Him. I don't have this in the PowerPoint, but I read for you in Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. He said, "If you listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in His eyes, if you pay attention to His commands and keep all His decrees, I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you." God promised so many blessings to the Christians who obey the commandments of the Lord. Tithing is a command of the Lord. He say, "Ten percent of your income belongs to me. Give it back to me." This is the truth. If you don't give ten percent to God, I know that you don't like this sermon, but I have to give you some stake sometime. Because if I don't tell you the truth, you know, I learned something because I was trained as a neurosurgeon, and when I was trained to open somebody's skull, my professor would tell me exactly how to do each step. If I broke the step. The patient can get infection, or the patient can die. How to shave the hair? Don't shave the hair the night before. You have to shave the hair at that moment. I give you example. I don't tell you why. When you open this part of the skull, what you need to do to avoid death of your patient. All every single detail step. In the same way as Christian, we need to understand the detail of the Bible so that we will not make mistake and. We get into big trouble financially, family, health, and sometimes even death because we don't follow the step of God. God gives us a step in the Bible. This is the truth. If you don't tie to God, one of these day, the money that you steal from God will be gone anyway. That ten percent will be gone. Maybe to the doctor like me, that make me richer because. You don't tie, so you have to give to the medical bill, or it may be some bad problem happened in your life because no protection there. The devil gonna come and attack you and steal from you. You can keep only ninety percent, the other ten percent, or even more gonna be gone anyway if you steal from the Lord. Wow, so quiet here. The Bible says that give tie to the storehouse so that you may have food in my house. Let me read a few scripture to explain to you. This is the way of Christian life. After we gave our life to Jesus, we become His children. 
and he wants us to be in his family, in his church. And in his church, you have spiritual food to feed you, so that you will grow up. In First Peter chapter five, verses one to three, the elders who are among you, I exhort, I who am a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that will be revealed, shepherd the flock of God which is among you, serving as overseers, not by compulsion but willingly. Not for dishonest gain, but eagerly. Nor as being lords over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. After you get born again, you join a church. God anointed some people to be pastor teachers, and the pastor chief teacher will shepherd you, take care of you, feed you with both snack on Sunday and also spiritual food. That's why we keep producing teaching, put in the YouTube to feed you. But it's up to you. If you don't eat, you lose the benefit. The more you know the word, the better for you. We try to feed you. The shepherd feed the flock with the spiritual food. And in the past, before the pandemic, we have lunch here two times a month, and we did not even collect money from you. You eat for free, free lunch here, and now we have free snack. So we feed you both natural food and spiritual food. The servant of the Lord. Should not serve God out of compulsion or for dishonest gain. I don't serve God for money here. I'm not here for money. I'm here because I love God and I love your guy. Okay, we don't force anyone to do anything. I cannot force you to do anything. We are not lords over you. We can show example to you, but we cannot command people what kind of dress they should wear, what kind of house they should buy. Or what kind of person they should marry to? It's not the job of the pastor. The pastor has a job to feed the word of faith, so that you know the truth. We will not feed you man's opinion. We will not feed you politic things in this church. We're not talking about politics in this church. We are not going to tell you the traditional ideas of some denomination. We're going to stick with the word of God. This church, we stick with the word of God. Amen. So that's why in First Peter chapter two verse two say, "As newborn babies, decide the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby." We feed people with milk, with the spiritual milk, the word of God. Hebrews chapter five, twelve to fourteen. This happened to somebody. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principle of the oracles of God. You have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a baby. How many people want to be baby forever? I hope not. Do you want to grow up? Yes. You want to grow up. It's so important to grow up spiritually to be strong, because not only you will be successful, victorious, fruitful, but you can help other people. Babies cannot help people. Is that right? You don't want to be babies forever. But solid food today, I give you solid food belongs to those who are of full age. That is those who, by reason of use, have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. You can be baby, only drink milk, or you can be mature man of God, mature woman of God, and you can eat the solid food from your shepherd. The Bible talk about food here: milk, solid food, and something in between. The leaders of the church oversee the sheep of God and feed the food 
to the sheep of God, so that we can grow in the Word. We grow how to pray. I want to testify something. Last week, I taught a group of people in Europe, and we talk about pray group here, pray together. One man in Switzerland, he might be around 35 years old, something like that, 35 to 40 years old, got COVID, and he was admitted into the ICU in Switzerland. He was intubated, and the doctor told the wife, "Get ready, your husband." May not make it, so she made up her mind already that my husband may die due to the COVID in the lungs. But that week, when we come together in Zoom meeting, we heard about this news. We all pray by faith. We pray that this man would be healed by the stripe of Jesus Christ. Amen. That next morning, he was healed. Amen. The tube came out. Now he has gone back to work. Supernatural. Can baby pray like that? Cannot. Only mature man, mature woman who know how to exercise faith to save the life of people. We need to grow up spiritually. Amen. Amen. We know how to exercise faith. We know how to help people to get saved. How to disciple other people because we are growing up spiritually to become strong Christians. We need the spiritual food in the church. Amen. Amen. Spiritual food. Is in the church. I don't want to teach you something else except the Word of God, and we can excel in doing the things of God together. When you receive the spiritual food, you are not receiving just only head knowledge, but you receive the light, the revelation from God, and you practice what you learn. This is how I live. I want to receive revelation from God, the light from God, the food from heaven. Which give me light and understanding, then I put into practice, and I want to show example to the church members that this is how we should live. We are not just preacher, but we are doer of the word of God. Some people talk very well, but don't do anything with the word of God. I don't want to be that kind of teacher or pastor in the church. I want to do what I say. Now we come back to the issue of spiritual food and tithing. The Bible says, "Give tithe to the storehouse, so that you can have food in my house." Many of you may think that, "Oh, tithing is a law in the Old Testament." Actually, tithing was practiced by Abraham and Jacob before the law of Moses. Then the law of Moses came, talking about tithing. After that, Jesus talked about tithing too in the book of Matthew, the book of Luke, the book of Hebrews, and the book of Romans. Let me read for you. You may try to argue with God that oh, tithing is in the book of Malachi. Therefore, that is the Old Testament. I don't need to get involved with that. Look at what Jesus said. Luke chapter 11, verse 42. But woe to you, Pharisees, for you tithe mint and rue and all manner of herbs and pass by justice and the love of God. So they tithe and they pray. They practice religious thing. But they don't practice justice and the love of God. And look at what Jesus say: This you ought to have done, without leaving the others undone. Jesus tried to tell the Pharisee, "You need to practice justice, the love of God, and also tithing. Don't stop tithing." Jesus confirmed, tithing is the way of God. He tried to say, "You should tithe." You should not rob God. Where should we tie to? 
That is another question. Where should we tie to? We should tie to the storehouse where we receive the food from God. In order to produce food, you need to spend money. Is that right? Have you ever gone to McDonald? You drive into the window. Big Mac, Big Coke. Will they give you without payment first? No. You need to give them credit card first to pay for the Big Mac because the owner of the McDonald have to spend money to produce food and cook for you. So you don't eat free food in any restaurant except the owner invite you and say I'll feed you. So you have to pay. The same thing, the food in the house of God requires some money to produce food. The snack that you're going to eat today does not come for free. Somebody pay for it. The food that you eat today, right now, spiritual food, I need to spend hours and hours to produce it. This lesson take me about maybe one week to write, about 30 pages, 32 pages. You need to have some income to produce food in the house of God. Therefore, when you tithe, you tithe to the place where you receive the food. Now, before I go on, I want to teach you something. When you know the Word of God, you practice the Word of God. You practice the Word of God with three lights, three areas. Number one, you do everything in the Bible in love. You need to love. God loved the world. He is the lover. So we do everything in love. Every offering we give to God, we give in love. I come to this church on Sunday morning because I love God, not because I have a job to preach. I love God. We do everything in love. Actually, God is love and He is a giver. John chapter 3, verse 16 says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. God loved, He gave. Number one, we walk in love. Number two, in order to do the will of God, in order to please God, everything we do, every decision we make, everything we say, not only in love, but by faith. We do everything by faith. We make decisions by love and faith. And we take action in love and faith. Number three, we are led by the Holy Spirit. We are led by the Spirit. You do everything in your life. You make decisions. You say things by these three factors or three lights. One, everyone say love. love. Two, faith. faith. Three, the leading of the Holy Spirit. I hope that you join this church because you are led by the Holy Spirit. You are not here because of the politics or because somebody pay you money to come here. No, you are led by the Spirit. You come here because you love God. You come here because you have faith in God. Amen? It's a full-time job to walk in love, walk by faith, and walk by the Holy Spirit 24-7 all the time. It's a full-time job for every one of us. We apply the Word of God and we mix with faith, love, and being led by the Holy Spirit. Now, let's look at the scripture again about tithing. I cannot finish the sermon today. It's a long sermon. I have 32 pages here. So I'm going to go as much as I can to show you the scriptures about tithing. Why we do that. Okay. Malachi chapter 3 verse 10. I read one more time. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and try me down in this, say the Lord of hosts. 
if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough for it. The Bible says we should bring tithes out the 10% of our income to God's house so that we can get nourishment, get food. God wants us to be a part of producing food in the house. We should not eat for free. Actually, there are a few fast-growing churches in Thailand right now. Very growth so fast. One church started a few years ago before pandemic. Now they could buy a big building, huge building can fit thousands of people only a few years ago. And I noticed one thing, all these churches that grow so fast in Thailand, they tied to this church and some of them tied to me. I don't want to keep this secret. Some of them send money to me. So I text them, you don't need to send money to me. Because I don't want to bother your guy about money. I'm not here for money. And you know what the answer? The pastor answered me. Thailand will not be at this point without you and Pastor Da. You brought the fire. You brought the teaching to this country. So we need to feed you, take care of you, because you spend hours and hours and hours to produce Thai teaching for Thai people and put the internet. You're tired. You, sometimes you stood before the sunshine and record the video. We appreciate your sacrifice so much. That's why we give this to you to show you that we give food to the house where we get the spiritual food. They are grateful. Actually, this couple who started church in Thailand, before they met us, in Thailand. They're at the verge of divorce. They were in debt about $1 million. $1 million debt. They're the verge of divorce and they're going downhill. Their son have to go to emergency room every month sick. They met me. The fire of God touched them. They start to listen to our CD and teaching in the internet. Their life turned around. The son got healed. And their debt, $1 million debt pay off in two years. And they now became pastor. And the church grows so fast. And they taught their member to tithe. Because they believe in tithing. They are fruitful because they obey the Lord. Matthew 22, 20 to 21. Are you okay? Are you mad at me? Okay. You still love me? And Jesus said to them, listen carefully, I'm going to come to another aspect of tithing. Whose image and inscription is this? He put up the coil of the Roman Empire. They said to him, Caesar's. And he said to them, Jesus said to them, Render or give, therefore to Caesar, the things that are Caesar's, and to God, the things that are God's. Let me ask you this question. Your taxes money belong to the IRS or not? What they're going to do if you cheat taxes money from the IRS? They're going to come to your house. They're going to penalize you. You may be in jail. Because the American government and the IRS consider that your tax money belongs to them. If you keep it, you get into trouble. Look at Leviticus Chapter 27, verse 30. And all, listen carefully, okay? Open your ear. 
and all the tithe of the land, whether this is the Old Testament, whether of the seed of the land or of the fruit of the tree, is passed aloud. Is the Lord's. It is holy to the Lord. The question is, is your tithe belonging to you or belonging to God? What happened if you say this way? Hey God, can I borrow this for the next 50 years? And when I die, I will give back to you. Maybe I can tell my wife to have the will I owe you to God. So after 50 years or this time, hey honey, give to God, okay? But during this time, I'm going to borrow this money for investment to do this and that. I borrow your tithe and I give back to you later on. Should you say this way, hey God, I'm your boss. I give you tithe when I feel like it. But if I don't feel like it, no, I keep it. Can you say that to God? Can you say to God, Hey, tithe is mine. Don't touch it. I give you some nickels. I can give you some penny. So quiet here. <laughs> Who the tithe belong to? If you keep it, what does it mean? Stealing. You rob God. That's why the Bible says you are cursed. Because you rob the Almighty God. The one who died for you, sacrificed his life for you on the cross and you still rob God. I know this is a strong teaching, but I need to say it. I want to warn you. Don't rob God. The tithes belong to God. We cannot do something with it. We cannot keep it. We need to give it back to him. And he said, give to the storehouse that you receive the food. Don't eat free food, okay? Don't walk into the restaurant with five friends. And they all share the money to pay for that. They share by giving portion of their income. Somebody have $5,000 a month, they give $500. Another person, $100,000 a month, they give $10,000 for the meal. But you have $1 million a month income, but you give nothing. You cheat your friend. Because everyone needs to share in the spiritual food in the house of God. <clears throat> Now, I hope you're not get mad at me. I speak straightforward. We're going to read a few scripture here, a few passage, and you understand tithing, why God tell us to tithe. Numbers chapter 18, verses 8 to 14. And the Lord spoke to Aaron. Aaron was a priest. His son was a priest. And also God appointed the Levite, the Levites to take care of the business of the tabernacle. Here I myself have also given you charge of my heap offerings, all the holy gifts of the children of Israel. All the children of Israel gave tithe and offering to the tabernacle. I have given them as a portion to you and your sons and as an ordinance forever. This shall be yours of the most holy things reserved from the fire. Every offering of theirs, every grain offering and every sin offering and every trespass offering, which they render to me, to God, tithe belong to God, they give to God, shall be most holy for you and your son. In a most holy place, you shall eat it. Every male shall eat it. It shall be holy to you. This also is yours. The heap offering of the, that gift, 
with all the wave offering of the children of Israel. I have given them to you, and all the wave offering I have given them to you and your son and daughters with you as an ordinance forever. Everyone who is clean in your house may eat it. All the best of the oil, all the best of the new wine. God said, "Don't give junk to me. Don't give left over to me. Don't give token to me." Don't give broken thing to me. Give the best. Will you give a king broken thing? What you give to God should be something valuable in your own eyes. It should be something you think, "Wow, this is great." You don't throw junk to God, okay? You don't throw penny or nickels to God. You don't throw. Bad things to God. You give the best to God, the first fruit which they offer to the Lord. I have given them to you. Whatever first ripe fruit is in their hand, which they bring to the Lord, shall be yours. Everyone who is clean in your house may eat it. Every devoted thing in Israel shall be yours. This is the scriptural instruction. In those days, listen carefully. In those days, Aaron and his son. Serve the Lord as the priest. The Levites serve the Lord in the tabernacle. The Levites' job is to set up tabernacle, take them down, carry the instrument, carry all the equipment around, clean up. So they don't have inheritance. They don't have any land. They serve God full time. They have no income. They don't have the land to produce fruit or to have sheep to sell. They serve God full time. Aaron and the sons also serve God full time. How do we know what kind of thing we serve? We know by the anointing. God appoints people by the anointing to serve God in a different function. So you need to understand that their jobs are holy and very important in the eyes of God. Those people who clean this church, those people who cook snack for you, are like the Levites. They served you in the physical work. Their jobs. Their ministries are holy. We should respect them. We should thank them. When you go out to eat snack, do you thank those who cook for you, or you don't care? You should thank them. Amen. They serve, so God will take care of them. But the Levites were full time. Some of us are volunteers. So we talk about two kinds of full time workers here in the house of God: those who work cleaning, decorating the building. Taking care of the land and those who serve like a priest, like me, pastor, teachers who take care of God's people, feed the spiritual food to people, and these people they work full time. Therefore, they cannot earn money from something else. Who should take care of them? Those who have food in the house of God should take care of them. That's why God say all the offering that the children of Israel gave to the tabernacle to God. Will be used for Aaron and other priests, and also the Levites. Amen? Amen. Let me continue to read, and I will finish here. Numbers chapter eighteen, twenty-four to twenty-eight. Listen carefully. This is very profound. For the tithe of the children of Israel, which they offer up as a heap offering in that generation. They bring tithe and they put on the ground like a heave, because it's uh, fruit 
an animal, whatever is not, they don't have cash like today. They put the stuff like a heap offering, put on, look like a big mountain there. I have given to the Levites. Listen carefully. I have given the tithe that the children of Israel give to the Levites, those who work in the church full time. And as an inheritance, therefore, I have said to them, among the children of Israel, they shall have no inheritance. The Levites have no full-time job outside the tabernacle. They have no job at Boeing or Microsoft to get the income. They work full-time. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak thus to the Levites. Say to them, When you take from the children of Israel the tithe, which I have given you from them as your inheritance, then you shall offer up a heap offering of it to the Lord, a tenth of the tithe. Okay. The whole clan of the Levites give 10% of their income, which come from the tithe of the children of Israel. They give 10% too. Everyone give 10%, okay? And your heap offering shall be reckoned to you as though it were the grain of the threshing floor and as the fullness of the wine press. Thus, you shall also offer a heap offering to the Lord from all your tithe, which you receive from the children of Israel. Again, their income come from the 10% of the tithe of the children of Israel. They don't have any full-time job. And you shall give the Lord's heap offering from it to Aaron the priest. So in the Old Testament, what happened? Let me make conclusion. The 11 tribes gave 10% to the Lord. That income go to the Levite, people who serve God full time in the tabernacle or in the temple. Wow, they get well paid. They get good pay. Thank God. They should not serve God for free because they have to feed their family too. They have to pay the electric bill. Then all the things in the church, we have to pay too. Pay the electric bill, clean up, pay the food to feed people on Sunday. We have the expenses. And all the Levites also get that and they give 10% of what they get from the children of Israel. They give 10% and the 10% from them will be given to Aaron and all the priests. Is it clear? We are talking about full-time pastor, full-time minister here. I was not full-time for 33 years. I worked as a neurosurgeon. I gave 10% to this church. But that 10% will be used for the full-time workers and for other expenses in the church. My brothers and sisters, let us serve God with faithfulness. Let us test the Lord in the area of tithing. Don't cheat God. Don't rob God. Tithes belong to the Lord. Don't let money choke your neck because you love money so much and you don't want to even give to God. So quiet here. You may say to me right now in your heart, I don't agree, pass aloud. I'm not going to give tithe. It's up to you. I never check whether any member give how much to church at all. I can be my witness. I never check. And I don't want to know because I want to love you unconditionally. I don't know you tithe or not, but the Lord knows. This is the business between you and God. 
Don't cheat your brothers and sisters. They pay tithe so that we have food in this house. I tell you, it's not easy to produce teaching. Pastor Dano, from 6 a.m. in the morning to midnight, I keep producing teaching. I keep recording, editing the sermon, try to put the teaching as much as we can into the body of Christ to feed people. I do my part. It's not about money. I just do what God called me to do. But it's not free. Somebody spend time, energy, spend electric bill. The studio in my house, I never charge the church. Never send bill to the church, the studio. The church saved about maybe 2,000 or maybe more than that a month because they use the studio at my house. I'm not saying all this to make you feel pity on me. No. I'm saying that to produce food, we need to pay money. Who going to pay? Somebody need to pay. That's why God say, I want to feed my people. And if you tie to get food for my people, I will open the floodgate of heaven and pour out the blessing on you. And I have seen this the whole world. Every church, every family that tithe, God bless them so much beyond they can even imagine. God heal them. God protect them. The devourer cannot destroy them. From today on, I need to preach this two more times. I will not tell you what Sunday though. <laughs> I will come out out of the blue. I will not tell you. From today on, if you stand before Jesus, you cannot give excuse anymore that my pastor never taught me. You have no excuses. Jesus is going to say to you, on September 11, year 2022, your pastor fed you with the spiritual food regarding tithing in detail. He spoke the truth. He read the Bible. This is not his own idea. Now is your own responsibility. I'm do my part. You have to stand before God one day and give your account to God. My brothers and sisters, we cannot take even one penny with us when we die. Why we keep hoarding money? We should bless our children, bless people around us, bless the kingdom of God. Why we keep hoarding? We don't even know we're going to have tonight. We don't even know we have tomorrow. One movie star in Thailand did not wake up next morning. He's very famous. I don't know him personally, but I know about him. He died. He never woke up. He's maybe about 70 something years old. He died. No one knows why we keep hoarding. We should use the resources that God gives to us to bless the nations, to bless the kingdom of God, to bless the poor, the widows, the orphans. We should be the blessing and store up treasure in heaven. The Bible says clearly, if you're faithful in little things, I will give you true riches. If you want to have anointing, fruitfulness, power, grace, favor, which are true riches, more, more of favor of God, you need to be faithful in the area of finances. If you're not faithful, God will not give you true riches. Actually, God is going to take from you and give to somebody else. This is a serious subject. Amen? God is my witness. I have no agenda at all to get money to this church or to myself. No agenda. I preach this with a pure heart. I just want to educate God's people. What the Bible say 
and how you should walk with God. Father, thank you so much, Lord, that we learn from the Old Testament and the New Testament, the subject of tithing. Lord, many believers in the world don't know about this. They have never been taught and they make mistakes. They rob you, Lord, and that's why the life has been immiserable. They lost things. They got attacked by the devourer, Lord. Lord, thank you, Lord, that you keep your promise. I have experienced the blessing of heaven. That I don't have enough room to keep it, Lord, because I and Pastor Da decided to tie to you since 1982. Lord, help my brothers and sisters. To make the right choice, I know, Father, you give us the freedom of choice. You cannot force anybody. We reap what we sow. Our decision determine our future, Lord. Therefore, Father, help my brothers and sisters to be faithful tither, and there will be faithful in little things, so that you can give them true riches. The anointing, the power, the fruitfulness, the faith, the love, the favor, the open doors, the rewards in heaven, Lord. Thank you, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We're gonna give tithe and offering now. Come true, 
right now in this house and those who watch on the live stream we believe by the stripes of Jesus Christ they were healed we don't care what kind of sickness we believe and declare the sickness in their body go to the wounds of Jesus right now and the healing comes on them Lord in the name of Jesus Christ Lord, we pray also that your people in this house shall have the breakthrough in their life, Lord. Financial breakthroughs, job breakthroughs, relationship breakthroughs in their marriage. Those who are single, you will provide for them, Lord. Godly spouse, Lord. You shall bring into them the right match, the right person to their life, Lord. I pray, Father, that our children and grandchildren shall love you and fear you and serve you all the days of their life, Lord. We come in agreement together, Lord. No one in this church will be sick. And demons cannot take advantage of them. They shall have victory. They shall have true riches in their life. They shall be the blessing to the nations, Lord. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. If you have a prayer request, the prayer team will pray for you in the front here. God bless you. Have a good time in fellowship, in the snack.
trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty. Stay